Hey everybody, welcome to the business of marriage. It's your girl here, Tova. And Sam. And we are so excited about this week. Like we told y'all, the prayer and the list is going to be a two-part. So we are jumping into week two of the prayer and the list, y'all. Last week was good. If you did not tune in, go back and catch up because we we jumping we jumping listen, in okay they missed out man Jeez. it was really go back good. go back and listen listen you need to go back and yes. do it right so um as always we start off with a question mm-hmm. and um it's my turn um and um i'm gonna i'm gonna ask this question hope you're ready for this one oh, no. um yes i hope you're ready for this one <laughs> Um, and again, these questions we don't pre-record, no. pre-rehearse. It's just straight off the dome. Yes, y'all. And, and um, we do this because I think it's a cool way mm-hmm. to. This is something you should continue to do if you're married, dating, on your date nights. Just just ask questions that can help you know your mate a little bit more. Or if you're dating, that's what dating is: collecting data. So ask questions yes. that can like get to help you get to know your spouse or yes. your partner or your boo thing. Yes. Talk about the list, right? Um, so, uh, what is the question? What makes you most nervous? Um, what makes you most nervous in public by something that I do? I don't even know if I asked that right. So, what makes you most nervous in public by something that I do? I think I understand what you're trying to say. <laughs> Basically, what embarrasses me about you in public? Uh, sure, that's one way to say it. <laughs> I said most nervous, but that works. Honestly, you guys, so Sam is an introvert and I am an extrovert. Oh, Lord, you about to expose me. And when we are out with other couples. <laughs> we about we, to retake this. This ain't, this ain't getting on air. When we are with other couples, Sam has a tendency to like check out. Now, I will say he does better. So we could be at a table talking and he just relies on the fact that I'm going to carry the conversation. Praise the Lord. But sometimes like, especially if we're double dating, the guy is like trying to eye contact with Sam and he's like looking off at the TV at like if we had a restaurant watching a game or his head is like down looking at his phone. Like it's just like he taps out and I just, I know that he has like a a limit of social interaction, but I'm like, baby, come on now. And I'm up picking up on context clues and I'm like, this man has checked out. So that's one thing. And we've talked about it. He's gotten a lot better. I sure have. Um, but it, that's the one thing I kind of dread when we're going. And I, I tell him before we go, I'm like, baby, I am not carrying this conversation. Mm. Like you have to be there. I know it trains you, but you need to be present. Mm-hmm. So that's that's that. Go ahead. What is it about me? I mean, I wasn't going to say anything. I was like, you're just sweet as a buttercup. The lies. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. I was No, I think there's one, like if we're out in certain populations um, or in certain places, you have the propensity to not care about things that, that are just like, hey, I don't care if I'm this way or if I don't care if I'm loud. I don't care if I'm like, babe, like. In this situation, in this arena, please, please check. Bring it in. Check. 
check, check, please. You know, bring it in. But she'd be like, I don't care. I don't care. The <laughs> face be all contorted and stuff. Her teeth showing. I'm like, all right, man, bring it in now. How dare you? <laughs> Since we going for the jugular. I was like, I'm about to bring this one up. And mind <laughs> you, he making it sound like I'd be at church just screaming and fussing and, and being rude. I think he, because he is an introvert. I don't care. <laughs> he don't like the fact that I don't really care. Like, he wants me to be a certain way around a certain population. I'm like. I I, that's not necessarily true. I just be like, listen, there's times where you can just um, bring it in, babe. Because you be out there sometimes just doing stuff. Well, you should have put it on your list of things that you wanted in a mate. <laughs> Speaking of. So this is part two of a t- uh, wonderful conversation, <laughs> and she, uh, my wife, eloquently talked about this aspect of the prayer um, that Sierra, um, one two step again. If you don't know, that is uh, Sierra, the artist, um, did, and when she desired a husband, and of course, her and Russell Wilson, number three quarterback, Seattle Seahawks. Um, Super Bowl win, Seattle Super Seahawks a long time ago at least. Didn't he get MVP? Yeah, he, uh, probably. And, this uh, year. This year? Russell Wilson? No, he got Man of the Year Yeah, award. Man of the Year Walter award. Payton. Yeah, 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 I knew it was yeah. something big. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so she's been talking about the prayer, but now um, you're talking and bringing forth this thing called the list. Yeah, so let's yeah. talk about the list. So I think the list is a little bit more talked about than the prayer. Mm-hmm. So the prayer became popular Go back and listen to the podcast last mm-hmm. week. But it became popular when Sierra kind of came out about what she prayed to get Russell. Mm-hmm. The list has been here a long, long time. Funny story. Um, I am a, our, our previous church. I took a class called Lady in Waiting. And in this class, it was for single women who were in the waiting stages of their relationship before they get married. So we weren't engaged, but we we wanted to be married. So it was a book. It was a great book. If you, I can't think of the author's name, but it's called Lady in Waiting. In this class, a part of the discussion and a part of the work was to write a list of things that you wanted in a mate. And in that class, that was the first time I had actually sat down and did that. I had, and I had dated you know, before I was in my early 20s, I was about 22, 23. Um, so nothing too serious, but I had just came out of a serious relationship. So that was my one big serious relationship in college. And I didn't write a list for him. And so I'm like, let me let me go ahead and write this list. And when I tell you, Sam, mm-hmm. you literally are everything I put on the list except two things. Those are two. I want to know where I didn't. I want to know where I fell short. I will tell you. <laughs> no, you don't literally, you fell short at the height. Really? So, I'm six foot. I wanted someone that was like six two, six three. Do you even know what that looks like? Yes, I do. Oh. Was anybody <laughs> in your dating history six two, six three? Uh no. Exactly. That's how I knew what I wanted. Oh, okay. I wanted to be able to put on heels and not feel like I was towering over someone. You still can't. I'm I, I'm like at your same height. Yeah, a little below. Anywho, <laughs> and the next thing that you didn't meet on my list was I wanted to be a part of like a close knit family. I think uh, I told you this, yeah, like I, because I'm an only child, mm-hmm. I wanted the family that I'm married into to be big and close. Now y'all got the big part, 
but you I think y'all could be closer. That's and we've true. T- we've talked about that. That's true. But as far as spirituality, as far as education, as far as being chocolate, as far as mm-hmm. just everything that I wanted you were mm-hmm. outside of those two things. And the list basically is going back to Habakkuk, which is about writing the vision and making it plain. Mm-hmm. The reason that we were told to write this list was because you wanted to have your non-negotiables and the things that you were wavering on. So you were supposed to split the list in half, have your non-negotiables and the things that you could waver on. And so all of my non-negotiables, you hit, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and this list is supposed to keep you accountable to your non-negotiables. And so I urge every woman to go ahead and write that list. Y'all, I even told my mama to write the list and sis carries it in her Bible. So I'm just like, the list is true. Hmm. What do you think, Sam? I mean, I hit on the last podcast. I said many times with guys, um, our lists are very unconscious and that's because we're reactionary to Mm -hmm. what it is Mm -hmm. that we want and that we see. Um, I think that it is then... Uh, speaking on the last point that I made in that prior podcast, I said we do need to write down what it is that we desire, um, what it is that we go, what we're thinking about. Mm-hmm. Because when we then see it, we'll be able to be going after it, right. to run with it, as Habakkuk talks about. Um, I think what's important, though, in that is how we then manage um, in many cases, once we have people that start to check off that list, right. um, let's just say you you see you know a couple foxes, you know seventies language. You see a couple couple young ladies, you know what I'm saying, and women that you like, and um, and 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 so you you start checking off like, oh yeah, those three I like. Well, you know, if in the church context you see three, you pick one. You don't pick three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but in many cases, sometimes I think it's important that you do date. Yeah. Um, you take time to, as what uh, Pastor Jermon Glenn says, uh, take time to gather information. Mm-hmm. Collect you know, data. Collect that data. And I think that in it, you just have to be responsible in situations that you're in to date and make sure that when you're dating, it's, it's really important that you don't date in the same circles. Uh, duh. Because <laughs> as a guy, you be thinking that somebody is going to hold your confidence. That woman ain't going to hold your confidence, bro. Yeah. She's not going to hold your confidence. Somebody in her circle knows the other girl that you about to date. Yeah. I can think of a situation that's happening right now, but My we Lord. will say nothing. So in that, I will say it's important that you, if you're going to pick somebody and you're going because that person started to hit off your list, make sure you're checking the list and check it twice to find out who's naughty or nice. Um, in that list that you pick a person and then make sure you go in a different circle if you go date and collect some more information. That's yeah. what I'll say, just hinting for the guys. Yeah, I also want to talk a little bit about the list becoming an idol. Mm, that's good. And I know for women, especially those who are further in their careers, they are um, kind of at a point in their life where I don't want to say they can take or leave a guy, but they feel that there's not a lot that a guy could do for them. Let's just say financially, mm. um, in ways that most men would like to provide, they they don't really need that security mm-hmm. in that way. I just want to say for women, don't get so glued on the list that it becomes an idol. Mm. That you don't consult with the God who created men, who created marriage, 
that you don't leave a room for him to come and wreck your list. I'm just going to be honest. There are times where God is like, okay, this is your desire, but this is not what I have for you. And you have to be okay with God coming through and wrecking your list. Yeah, you got to break that down a little bit more because I can hear women all across screaming at you, man, like, well, I'm attracted to what I'm attracted to. Mm-hmm. Or I'm I'm like, I like this particular thing and mm-hmm. this is my non-negotiable. Mm-hmm. So how do you deal with the aspect of non-negotiables versus God coming in and being like, I got something totally different for you? So let's take it, let's take it back. I'm pretty sure I can speak on <laughs> on behalf of God. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure he's not coming in wrecking your morals and values. I'm pretty sure he's not saying, oh, take um, that he's a God-fearing man off here. I'm pretty sure he's not saying remove that he's financially stable from here. I'm pretty sure he's not saying remove that he's honest or loving and caring. Gotcha. But God may say, sis, he's not going to be six foot. He's going to be five two. He's going to be five two. <laughs> wreck it (laughs) he may not he may not be a ceo or an entrepreneur scratch it okay he may not be a pastor sis you may not be a first lady scratch it sis he may have a kid that's one that i hear all the time Mm -hmm. i can't i can't never listen sis (laughs) if the lord says scratch it you better be like a DJ and scratch 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 it. Right, that's funny. Because I think a lot of times we become so fixated on the list that we can let God come through and do what he wants to do in our lives. Mm-hmm. I think the list is a good starting point, especially for your non-negotiables. Like I said, I can't speak for God, but I'm pretty sure your non-negotiable he ain't going to wreck it. Now, don't y'all go putting six foot two, making $3.5 million, my non-negotiables. Don't do that. Your non-negotiables should be your morals and your values and things that you hold true. Things that, you know, if this person lost everything he had, will he still be honorable? Will he still be just? Can you trust him? Those are the things that should be non-negotiables. But I just want to make sure that we don't become idols to the list. Okay, that's good. Because a lot of times we miss our blessing or our spouse or someone that we should have in our life because they aren't on the list. Mm. And the same goes for guys. Be willing to let God wreck the list. Also, in that way, it's okay if your list changes. What what mattered to me at twenty two does not matter to me at thirty four. Seriously. So if you wrote your list at 18, mm-hmm. so it's time to go back and revisit the list. Because as you grow, as you mature, as you, you know, live life, things change. And with that, your list does too. Mm. Also, That's good. another thing, I think as women and men too, I think you should share your list with people that you trust Mm -hmm. if you have a close circle or a part of a tribe and you want them to hold you accountable at least on your non-negotiables you should share that list with them Mm -hmm. because if you out here dating Junebug and Junebug doesn't have four of your seven Mm non-negotiables you need somebody to say sis this not what you want 
this is not what you said you wanted. He's breaking these non-negotiables because sometimes in relationships, we can be so deep in it that we're missing all of the red flags, especially if we have had sex with them. Yeah. Your, your mind becomes blinded by the things that you should be paying attention to. So I would say, go ahead, share that list. Make sure that, you know, with somebody that you can trust and say, hey, sis, hey, bro, keep me accountable to what I said my non-negotiables were. That's true. And, you know, guys, I mentioned this to you before, have your circle of accountability because the circle of accountability, you know, you shouldn't have a whole bunch of guys like in a locker room cheering you on to do something stupid or dumb, <laughs> you know, or being like, yeah, bro, I hit that. Oh, okay. That's that's what's up. You need to hit somebody else's, somebody else's chick great job um but you should have people in your in your circle of accountability that can tell you no that can tell you dog that's not right that can tell you dog yeah. you need to work on that and make sure that you are doing the right thing with in regards to that young lady that you're potentially dating or that's on your list because in that if you have somebody that's speaking to you or talking to you about what you're thinking because again we're we're in our thoughts and men we're in our thinking we ain't gonna tell you how we feel we can tell you what we think yeah and in many cases if we have men helping us think more logistically more accountability and those types of things it just helps us when we get into a place of man oh yeah i actually like her because she does this, this, and this, even though I don't have that, that, and that. Yeah. I won't be focused on what I don't have because I'll be too focused on what I do have in relationship with that young lady that I'm thinking about taking the next step with. Yeah, yeah. I think that's good. Yeah. So that's what we have. I think the moral of the story is be prayerful yep. in both the prayer and the list. And, the list. and when I say be prayerful with the prayer, allow God to pray through you. Don't just go to him with a laundry list of things mm -hmm. like things that you really desire that you see for your life. That when you come together, one of my friends always says marriage is a great is like the greatest business acquisition. Mm -hmm. Like it's more than just the love and the feels. It's life like be very intentional about what you ask God to bring into your life and be very intentional that you keep him at the forefront of that list and of that prayer because at the end of the day he still needs to get the glory so out of good. the prayer and the list and the relationship so you want to make sure that he's in the forefront that he's leading guiding and directing you in it all listen this has been so so good and i'm gonna tell you something in your last statement Tom, mm -hmm. i think we just found our tagline the business of marriage your greatest acquisition look at that that's so dope the business of marriage your greatest acquisition come on that's so good i hope you okay. that. that's that's good that's that's flowing right now <laughs> this has been sam and Toba. for the business of marriage love y'all